are back with First Time Films. It's uh, me, Jack Higgins, I'll be hosting tonight. We're talking Conjuring 2, uh, released in 2016, directed by James Wan. I'm joined by um, a new guest, actually, Grace. I believe this is your first show, isn't it? Uh, I did one a wee while ago. Okay, well, there you but... go. <laughs> <laughs> much happy attention. Uh, I probably wasn't on the show at that point, but yeah, your first show with me anyway as a host. Um, what was the other show, just out of curiosity? Uh, get Out. Ah, I get it, right. Oh, no, so that wasn't you, that was the name of the film. So you're just kind of the filler in for any sort of <laughs> horror slash thriller film, I suppose. Oh, yeah. Um, was it October the last time you were on by any chance, no? Because uh, this is obviously horror month, I suppose. It would make it sense. It might have been like a year, two years ago, if that was possible. Well, it was a while. It might have been. It might have been. <laughs> but we're, well, now we've actually reached a milestone of being two years old now, so, um, you know... What an absolute, well, I don't know, what an achievement that is, to be honest. Me and Travels <laughs> were talking about it the other day, and it's um, humbling to see that, uh, you know, such a such a low-budget thing can um, last a span of two years, so we're, yeah, we're pretty proud of it. Uh, I'm also joined by Connor Sweeney, what's happening? How we doing? How are you, mate? Uh, did you enjoy the film, yeah? Uh, I did indeed. Um, right, good. I've, I'm not kind of one for for um, the kind of horror genre, to be fair, but it's, yeah. it's been a good watch. I'd, I'd watched the first one before when it came out, so, um, but I hadn't seen this one, so yeah, it was a good oh, watch. Brilliant. So you're the first time film for, for you. Grace, uh, is this the first time you'd watched it before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've okay. also never seen any of the other ones Ooh, in the franchise. Right, so that's different, mate. That, that's yeah. good then. That's good. We'll have a different perspective on it then, because yeah. I've now seen... Uh, the majority of the franchise including all the Annabelle stuff uh, and the Nun so I'm kind of clued up on the, the timeline Sweeney you said you mentioned that you've seen the first one uh, and now the second one what about have you seen any other ones have you seen Annabelle or anything Sweeney uh, I did I did see Annabelle um, I think was that out was it maybe three four years ago something Some, like that something like that mate I yeah um, uh, it was around yeah, the same I time as The Conjuring I think good uh, so you'll have a wee bit of knowledge about it and we'll, um, well Grace you'll just need to sit tight and uh, give your input on this one, obviously, <laughs> but you'll probably we'll try our best not to spoil the rest of it if you are looking I've, to watch. But I've got lots uh, of questions for you guys. <laughs> well, that's even better. If you've got questions, then we'll definitely do our best to answer them. <laughs> uh, right. So it was me. Its budget was forty million. Uh, we usually do a wee game just at the start. If you want to hazard a guess at the box office, Grace, I'll go to you first. You might have a wee bit more knowledge on normally how this works uh, compared to Sweeney, but. Um, forty million was the budget. Can you can you hazard a guess at the box office? An absolute guess. I'm gonna say, hundred and eighty million. Nice. Uh, so now you got a, you got to take a punt. Uh, I think I'll go slightly lower. I'll say hundred and fifty. Hundred and fifty. Uh, it actually made three hundred and twenty million. Wow. Which is pretty <laughs> decent. Pretty good. A lot of these films now are making. I mean, we are hitting sort of 300 to 500 million if it's a really popular film. Um, but the interesting thing is, from the first one, which only had a budget of 20 million, and it still made the same amount of money. So um, a profit for them, obviously, but um, you can see that the extra 20 million for the budget didn't really make too much of a difference uh, in terms of its box office. But yeah, still really, really well uh, performing films and franchise. The um, Conjuring 2 basically follows um, the investigators Ed and Lorraine Warren again um, they're back at it again they were I think briefly at Amityville which is uh, quite a famous American um, haunting story 
Um, which I think in real life they actually did tackle as well. Um, the the real Ed and Lorraine Warren. Um, they tackled Amityville House and tried to find out whether it was a, a possession or whatever. And it was there was loads of scepticism around it as well at the time. Um, they do find themselves across the pond over to London where they are looking at a haunting at Enfield House, uh, which becomes the Enfield case. Um, basically... Basically, the nun uh, makes an appearance later on, <laughs> and we kind of get our, our first sort of touch at that. Obviously, we get the spin-off uh, prequel to it it's called the Nun later on, um, but it's mostly it mostly fa- can I speak mostly uh, focusing on the case at Enfield, um, which appears to manifest itself as a character called Bill Wilkins. Um, so, as I said, he's he's both obviously his first time watching it. Um, Sweeney, first of all, compared to the first one, did you did you find a more fear factor in this one, or um, were you thinking more from the first one? It was um, I don't know, not so much as a, a film, a better film, but as like a scary film. Um, I thought the first one was scarier. I think there's there's the kind of it's the same kind of running plot, you know, in these in these kind of types of films. I think that's just a, maybe a genre problem, but um, you kind of you kind of expect kind of certain things to happen um no um, i i thought it was just as good as the first one to be fair um i i thought the the ending was a bit better actually um right. but yeah um i was um it was pretty decent yeah enjoyed yeah, it what, what about the the actual demons that are in this one do you think like so you've obviously got uh bill and you've got a wee bit the crooked man as well and uh then obviously Valak the at the end as well the nun so those three being the sort of uh, demons that are on show in this one do you think they were scarier uh-huh. than the first one or yeah I thought because because Bill he's like the seventy two year old guy isn't he yeah, he's the and guy he's like speaking to the the child I thought that was dead freaky um I in the bit at the end is when the I think that's the the nun um, yeah. and she's got some. I can't remember what the name is again, um, but I, I thought that bit, it's just obviously in the corner, it's dead creepy. If you're freaking out, Grace, what about you? Yeah. Um, obviously, you've not seen the rest of them, so you don't have anything to compare it to, but yeah. um, I, well, not in terms of the franchise, but in terms of other horror films, um, how does this sort of rank? Do you Were you more scared or less scared than others normally? I kind of put this in the middle of that kind of scale because. It definitely wasn't, like, it didn't keep me up afterwards. Like, I wasn't <laughs> terrified after it. But I'm glad it didn't, like, obviously the kind of main scary stuff was obviously jump scares. But it really frustrates me when films, that's all there is to them. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad it wasn't overboard on that. So I'd say definitely not the scariest thing I've seen, but I'm kind of glad it was more plot-driven Yeah, no, that's than, the thing. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing that, when funny you say that, because we've done a show... Um, I don't know if it was this time last year. It probably was. Was um, and I'm the biggest naysayer towards any horror films, especially back then. I've yeah. sort of come come around a wee bit now, but I used to just slag horror films. The genre to me is absolutely immense garbage. Can't yeah. watch it. Like like just watch it for the <laughs> for the idea of like oh let's put a scary film on and that's it. But then I end up all the way through it just talking about how that's not how people react. Exactly. That's not, what, that's not what you would do in that situation, blah, blah, and I'm too critical. Anyway, I've sort of eased up a wee bit, and uh, if I'm honest, I think The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, because it's so plot-driven, like you said, Grace, I think for me, that's what 
maybe makes it a wee bit more tolerable. To- uh, yeah, tolerable. Um, see, well, see, when we're talking about it being plot-driven, though, I thought, because obviously that's... It's not uncommon in horrors, but I think it also does lead to a lot of like plot holes. Yeah, and I could, okay. Maybe it's just because I've only seen it once, or that's the only thing. But I feel like when I was watching it, there was wee bits that I was like, okay, this definitely still is a horror. It's not just a psychological thriller or yeah 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 i think it definitely embeds itself in horror but it it does Mm -hmm. like you said it does have more i don't know you kind of care more for the characters a wee bit more than you would normally in a a standalone horror film that's just like like a typical slasher for example yeah Um, i also weirdly liked i know obviously this was just the plot but the fact it wasn't set in like an american suburb like just even the fact it was and yeah. also that is based on a true story, so it wasn't that yeah. big a creative decision. But it just something about it being in England as well felt a bit more. No, absolutely. Something I, think, to it. Yeah. I enjoyed that bit as well. I think when you've seen the first one, I think what's nice about the second one is it's a complete change of scenery, change mm-hmm. of accents, and it's also I don't know. I mean, <laughs> it's like it's maybe typical of the British uh, to <laughs> to to kind of uh, what's the word to kind of. Um, put down Americans for being so fanatic about this kind yeah. of thing you know what I mean they obviously have cynical, a lot more a lot more yeah, yeah I don't know what the word is I'm trying to think of yeah cynical but <laughs> yeah. British people being like oh it's pure American isn't it so uh, to me yeah. that typically American would be you know something like loads of horror cases and say loads of haunting cases you know it's yeah. it's more of it's more of an, a typically American thing than, than here um, you just probably get more sceptics in Britain I would say yeah. Um, but no, an interesting thing you said that that um, they obviously came and it was a different uh, a different setting. Uh, what was I going to say? I think the the plot can be confusing confusing if you've not seen any of the other films. Grace. That's what uh, I So for you, like, it, it, this could be a wee moment for you to ask any questions about like a particular part or a, a particular um, maybe character you didn't really understand what they were what they're up to I guess to be honest the nun I kind of didn't understand how she was causing like the hauntings I'm guessing she's got some relation to Lorraine or like Lorraine wasn't it Ed and Lorraine yeah yeah. something to do with her I don't know I was just like why is she suddenly causing havoc in England (laughs) I know I think yeah again it's this is all where it mixes the real life story mm. which is that there was a, a haunting in Enfield and a haunting uh, at Amityville yeah. and then there's also the one that happened in the first film which I can't even remember the name of it um, but it's kind of meant to be like Valak, right, the nun mm-hmm. she's kind of uh, this really really powerful demon who has been around for a long time like she's right. been sort of caught in limbo for so long that she herself can even like possess demons or even like channel other demons Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the realization that happens sort of near the end of the, the end of the film. Ed and Lorraine sort of realize that actually, um, it's Valak who is manipulating Bill Wilkins, like who's mm-hmm. the the dormant house uh, demon in Enfield. So she's kind of using that to to sort of not show herself. Yeah. Um, and I think that's that's why it's confusing because for Lorraine, she's always so sure of herself and always been like right. I can sense something or I can sense someone. So when, for for whatever reason, she knew that that wasn't Bill, uh, I can't even remember the specific point, but she, she goes like, you know, that 
there's meant to be this demon Bill Wilkinson. She's like, I can feel a, a female presence like throughout through. Yeah. So um she's obviously savvy enough to realise that something else is going on and that's when the ball the uh, the pin drops and she's like, Oh, okay, there's another demon completely. Um so and there is a, as you said, there is a bit of a connection throughout that as well where she's kinda having her own little battle with her, uh, in yeah. her own mind. She's kind of um toying with the idea. Sweeney, um what about the crooked man? Uh, I I often thought he was quite underrated. I know he was he's only <laughs> in it for like two seconds. Um yeah. with the the little what's that called? A zeotrope. Um I think I don't know, I, I always think sometimes when you can't see their faces and stuff, it's it's scarier. Yeah. Uh, and for me like the, that silhouette of the crooked man was a bit scarier than maybe anything else that I've seen in the film. What about you, yeah. Sweeney? Was there, was there was there not rumours that there was going to be a spin-off for him? I don't know. I was going to say, be... I knew there was one meant to be coming out like now, but again, it's all been postponed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, as you said, like it was kind of in it briefly. Um, I kind of glossed over it, to be fair, in my view. Aye. But um, I just, it was, aye, as I said, it was just, it was more that for me, it was, it was definitely the one that's probably the kind of scariest at the end. But. Aye. And um, you, you've not seen the you've not seen the spin-off prequel then no? No, I've I've, no. I've saw I've I've saw the Conjuring One Higgins and then I've saw Annabelle, but you know it was so many years ago I can't remember uh, the kind of final no, details I, of I, it. But I, I've, I mean I've the nun isn't the nun isn't amazing, but it's definitely worth a watch just because now that you've seen Conjuring Two and it's your first sort of exposure, um, it's definitely worth a wee a wee watch just to see like the kind of backstory. It's meant to be the, obviously the backstory of the nun how she became it, and then you also kind of learn in that. Grace, you'd probably get some questions answered on that as well, um, <laughs> with how how sort of Lorraine ends up uh, not even having a connection because that's the wrong word because they're not they're not really connected. Other yeah. than the fact that Lorraine uh, kind of gets in too deep with how how good she is at actually seeing ghosts. <laughs> mm-hmm. To be honest, she just kind of gets too uh, embroiled in it. To be honest, um, so what was I going to say? Uh, what about the the ending for uh, Ed when obviously she's sort of foreseen his death and like she's obviously done everything in her power at that point to prevent it. She's actually kind of a bit of uh, there's a bit of a relief with her when she thinks right this is uh, this haunting's actually a hoax and it's the wee girl like basically staging the whole thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it allows Lorraine to kind of recuperate our thoughts, step back and go, right, okay, this is, if this is a joke, then that's fine, we can get out of here and we can, you know, she's obviously not wanting to tell Ed that she's seen his, or, or um, predicted his death sort of thing. So at the end, Grace, were you surprised that he didn't die or kind of thinking nah. he's, he's actually going to die? <laughs> I feel like horrors rarely end actually bad. Yeah, yeah, like, I agree with that. And, and again, like, obviously I knew Lorraine was going to save the day, but there was even stupid stuff like you know how the neighbour was like cutting down like he spent about an hour cutting down that door to get them in yeah. and I was like see when the lightning struck I was like why doesn't she just tell him can you just go cut down that tree like cut uh, that wee point of it like stuff like uh, that I was like, I know, it's, yeah. Yeah. I, was like, I know it's got to be Lorraine it can't just be the neighbour across the street that saves the day but Definitely. No, I know. For me, that's for me just that's why I'm so critical of horrors mm. in general. It's just like there's if you know what's gonna happen, 
like sometimes they do and then sometimes they obviously don't know what's going to happen but Sweeney you were saying that as well it's like it's just so predictable sometimes where yeah. like if yeah. my house if my house was completely dead silent and like I could hear noises and pots and pans or something <laughs> like that I would maybe go investigate but I probably wouldn't like creep at like two mile an hour like and Hello? like yeah and yeah. like just all, be all timid I would probably try myself try my best to like to like unscare myself you know like be loud yeah. like just just do everything fast, do everything loud, so yeah. that like if it, if you know a ghost does jump at you, you're you're there, you're ready. <laughs> my my <laughs> favourite lean <laughs> is when people always go like, "This isn't funny anymore," and they're like, as if you've just been sitting like pissing yourself laughing. For last <laughs> <five minutes. laughs> like, <laughs> I, it was funny for like first time. <laughs> yeah, you got me the first two minutes. And then... <laughs> no, no, definitely. But that, I mean, like, there's always like a pure like template for horror films. Mm-hmm. And it's like you just assert a, like a bit of kind of like a like a religious element into it as well, yeah. and then there you go, there you go. There's a there's a blockbuster film. <laughs> like I could probably tell any upcoming horror film. I could probably tell you how it's <laughs> exactly. end already. Uh, you know, that's so. I'm surprised. There's so many in this franchise, and you yeah. know when you're saying about the template, that's in all honesty why I love films like Scary Movie because I'm like, it literally, yeah, they make it just so obvious. You're like, God, it actually just is yeah. pretty predictable. A lot of these films. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Even like, even the first scream is kind of a bit of a parody. Yeah. Like, I know Truffles loves that, and then uh, I think they do try to make it a wee bit more serious. But yeah, mm. it's just it's. Um, I don't know. It's not my favourite genre anyway, and I, I go on record saying that definitely yeah. from the from the yeah. last podcast as well. I I just about fucking slated every horror that was that we done. Uh, the Conjuring was the only one that kind of opened my eyes a wee bit. I was like, mm. Mm, actually, okay, right, it was, it was good. I watched the second one. For me, <clears throat> don't know about you. It's probably a better question for for you, Grace, rather than mm-hmm. Sweeney. Um, cinematics. I love talking about cinematics. For me, The Conjuring Two um, was really was really great, really well filmed. Don Burgess yeah. is the cinematographer for that. I think there was a shot like right at the very start when they're doing like a. They're all around the table holding hands, blah blah, blah and it's yeah. like the green across her eyes, um, and I just I don't know why, but that shot just really stuck with me. And I remember it, like I remember that's why I loved Conjuring Two, um, mm-hmm. was because it kind of took what was good in Conjuring One, but updated it, made it, you know, I can't remember how long after it was, maybe like three, four years or something. I think it was uh, brought it after. Now I agree. There was a few bits at the start that I was like. Oh, this feels quite well directed for a horror. Yeah. Um, like, and to be fair, I would have to rewatch it because maybe I'm just remembering it wrong. But that bit when they're around the table and then it kind of goes to her, her kind of vision thing. And then there's also some bits when they're in the house and it's literally just like the cameras just following them round. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know, they're like going through windows and then going over kind of ceilings and stuff. And then I feel like it does kind of fizzle out a bit. So maybe they kind of thought. Right, we have to stop kind of playing around with it and just stick to what we're <laughs> But yeah, maybe, maybe I think you're right. Actually, it does start to sort of die out um, towards the end. But there was there was some really good shots, and I think even uh, the very kind of sort of final scene in that one room with uh, all the upside down crosses and stuff. I don't know everything. Yeah. Everything, all the the editing and that, I thought was great as well. Yeah, uh, so Might be a bit lost on you. I mean, I'm not really. <laughs> I'm not really that much of a film buff anyway. This is usually what I rely on Truff for doing, but um, I know Grace Grace definitely likes that stuff. Uh, Sweeney, is there anything about The Conjuring 2 in terms of filmmaking or screenplay writing or anything like that that you want to say that you kind of I, stuck well, you? T- to be fair, I'll just be honest, not, not really. I mean, I, I can appreciate cinematography on kind of films and genres that 
you know, I'm interested in. Um, mm-hmm. as, as, I think, as you stated there, it's kind of, kind of horror genre. Kind of, kind of goes over my head a wee bit. You know what I mean? It's kind yeah. Of, it's like kind of background film, I feel like. I would probably Definitely. call it. Um, is yeah. kind of term like you could, I could miss twenty minutes coming back and not really missed anything. Um, mm-hmm. uh, so no, not really an answer here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. See, when you were saying about missing twenty minutes, I especially with this film, I felt like it was a bit longer than it needed to be in all honesty yeah. i thought there was a lot of bits yeah. that it felt like they were taking one step forward and then two steps back and i was like okay. you could have cut out about like 20 minutes of this film because i felt like there was just so many bits i don't know just but scenes maybe kind of just a wee bit wanting. too long yeah yeah just kind of thought you can cut this <laughs> definitely no i mean you did you, did you actually say you enjoyed it grace um overall even mm, though you, even that I or very, you like, that? In the middle, like kind of neutral on it, to be honest, which is weird for a horror, but you know. Okay, no, that's fine. Yeah. So, you, uh, where does that leave you in terms of an ambition to watch maybe the first one or go go forward and watch any other franchise? Uh, I'd be franchise? more curious to watch the first one, but I don't. I'm not too fussed about the rest of it. Watching like the Annabelle and the Nun and mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. Fair, fair, <laughs> fair. Uh, last thing, what about music? I mean. Uh, horror kind of relies on music a lot of the time. Uh, is there anything that struck you about the music, Sweeney? Um, again, I mean, I'm not expecting you to be like, oh yeah, I loved it when uh, that that lovely bit of composition <laughs> was played. Um, yeah. But was was there anything was there anything in the Conjuring maybe compared to films like Insidious, which I know is very known for its movie, um, known for its music yeah. uh, and use of music? Uh, I nothing. I would say. As you said, you talked about Insidious, it's a bit more iconic. Um, it's just your kind of classic kind of building up and it's kind of building up to a moment. Uh, building up to uh, a moment. Uh, I, I, it was, as I said, it was just, for, for me, it was such a kind of generic, kind of churned out film, I feel like. Um, mm-hmm. it's, um, it's, just, it's, it's just a franchise film, I think, and it's just, yeah. it's it, it, it makes good money. Um, but as, there's nothing that, that really kind of stood out to me, and, um, and it's not a film I would probably watch again. I, I wouldn't go, all, mm. I'll maybe stick that one again. It's kind of a one-time thing, but yeah, nothing nothing for myself, just a kind of classic classic music for a, just a, for a, just for a classic is, horror yeah, film. Just classic. Yeah, so. Funnily enough, I know I did mention Insidious, but the same uh, the person who directed, sorry, composed the score for uh, The Conjuring also done Insidious, so there you go. There is definitely, uh, definitely some parallels there. See, when, ahead, you're about, oh, sorry, when you're saying about music, what did you guys think of the, you know, the scene where he sits and plays guitar? Because I know it's yeah. a bit like, like, I couldn't tell if I liked it or if I thought it was just too, like, nah, let's try and bring it, everyone to together. I think I hate it. Uh, yeah. Uh, you know, <laughs> I'll be honest, I'll be honest, I didn't rewatch um before, but I watched it not that long ago. And I think I've just completely erased that from my mind because it, it wasn't feels- until you said that there I was like, Oh, I remember cringing hard at that. I know, it just feels, uh, like, weirdly jarring, which seems yeah. weird in a horror film, because that's everything. Yeah, I think they think of it as, like, a nice wee side moment, bringing everyone together, but I just thought it was so. odd. <laughs> yeah, nah, not for me, to be honest. Uh. Uh, Sweeney, what about you? What would you make of that? <laughs> I imagine you have much this. I uh, no, not really. Sorry, you kind of just broke up. Sorry, we're, we're all just kind of. Alright, we're just talking about when uh, when Patrick Wilson 
as Ed uh, Warren oh, decides to just <laughs> what a guy decides <laughs> to work with a guitar. <laughs> he is class to be fair, good uh, actor. Um, yeah, he's, the bit when he whips at the guitar and starts singing, <laughs> as what is it? Can't he have fallen in love with you or something like that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I, the table. I, just a bit strange. We thought. What are you thinking? Uh, he's not a great singer, but, <laughs> <laughs> but I, oh. I love Patrick Wilson. I think I've said this to Truffles earlier on. So he's a pure great actor. He's a very underrated actor, I think. He's, he's in quite a lot of big films. Yeah. He's never got that kind of star role, but he's, he kind of goes he, under the radar. You know? I think Which, he always gets mistaken for Will Arnett. I think that's. Is yeah, I don't even know who that is. Like well, aren't it? He's I think who that is. In I'm Google him right now. You'll you'll recognise him. Well, aren't it? He's in um, Arrested Development. Ah, right, aye. He does look a bit like him. He's, he's yeah. been in a few sitcoms anyway. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Uh, I. What's your favourite um, Patrick Wilson thing, Sunny? Since you raved so highly about him, uh, do, do you know what? I couldn't even name one because he, <laughs> he was so under the radar. I just know he's a great actor. He's always, he's kind of always is uh, in like the kind of he always kind of sometimes plays the bad guy in all of these films. Um, yeah. I'm actually, do you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna Google his name. <laughs> yeah. he's been in, you know and come what? and come back to you. I didn't know his name till recently because I saw this tweet of like loads of photos of him in different films, and someone was like, "No clue what this guy's name is." But he just appears in everything, and he like retweeted it, saying like, "Oh, thanks, guys," like, or something like that. I was like, "Oh, that's quite funny." <laughs> uh, you did though. mention you did mention earlier. Uh, I think both of you sort of touched on it actually that they were making a new one. Um, it was scheduled for release June twenty twenty one. Well, that's what it says here anyway. It's still scheduled for that release, but I think I mean. Who knows what's going to happen? Probably likely to come out later. It is titled "The Conjuring: The Devil Made Me Do It." <laughs> Ooh, um, and that's I'm not like really a kid's sure. excuse. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> the devil made me do it. Uh, to be fair, in a world of paranormal paranormalities like The Conjuring, you could just get away with saying that to MD. Like, just get away with doing it, and then being like, "Oh fuck, I don't actually know. I think it was the devil." Uh, <laughs> Working me like a puppet again. <laughs> um, there's actually no much else I really want to say about the film, but uh, clearly, Grace, it's you know not been your favourite. Swinney, um, I mean, you've just enjoyed it for the same reasons I have. Like you know, it's just that is what it is. It's it was good, a decent wee watch, yeah. but nothing, nothing really uh, that major. So I'm actually just going to um, cut this, um, cut this conjuring part off and just. <laughs> go straight to the news to be completely honest because uh, I think we'll get more actual conversation out of that uh, The Conjuring though I'll get, let's get scores out of 10 for it uh, Grace I'll start with you uh, 6 6 yeah. 6 out of 10 maybe that's a bit harsh I don't know that is quite harsh I thought yeah okay I'll go for Grace. a 7 7 <laughs> Grace, 7 well, you, can't, you can't change it now it's 6 <laughs> uh, Sweeney what about you mate uh, I was going to go lower but I was I'll, 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 I was going to say four originally, but I'll, go, I'll say five. Oh, you start, five. I asked if you enjoyed it at the start, and you're like, ah, yeah, it was I did, I did enjoy it, but <laughs> the more we've talked the, about it, you're like, ah, it's a bit passionate. <laughs> I, no, no, it's just, it's just the genre in general. Yeah. Um, it's, it's not yeah. my favourite, but um, think, yeah, I'll give, I'll give it five out of ten. I think franchise five. film was the best description of it. Yeah, yeah, no, like, definitely. You know, you know, things are just getting introduced so they can make a spin-off film. Aye, yeah, it. absolutely, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I do. I do think, I, in terms of most horrors and stuff, for me, it does. 
um, place a bit higher yeah. than, see, for example, I know, I know Halloween's a bit of a classic, and by the way, but I've been on this yeah. on the podcast, absolutely slating Halloween. I've been on absolutely slating uh, uh, something else, I don't know. I basically normally slate every horror. Um, yeah. In this instance, I'm going to actually be the one sticking up for it, <laughs> out of the three of us, I think. Um, <laughs> I did enjoy it purely because... I now like the story. I'm invested in the lore, so maybe that's another reason why the fan, the franchise sort of side of things has um, has performed well. But uh, also, as I touched on, I think the way it was shot was a lot better than other horror films I've I've watched. Like they kind of always rely on that one corner angle so that they can so they can get a shot of like the whole room and just like a wee dark corner or something whereas like you said Grace there was loads and loads of like long takes where they were following them about the house um, I don't know and, I, and some really obscure angles sometimes I thought there was like kind of side angles and that it was uh, a little bit more effective but yeah no good I would go with uh, probably a 7 uh, for me 7 out of 10 um, and yeah we'll just move on to the news um, so most recently the Sydney World Closure is this kind of talk of the town you know, uh, and that's obviously coming to as well as imminent as anything else. So, Sydney World Closure, I think that will include um, Odin actually. I don't know if that does include Odin. I've seen something, I think it was they, they were just going to weekends or something. I don't know if that's still the case, but I just yeah. seen an article saying it was just they were just doing weekend viewings. Yeah, like three days a week. Yeah. Days. I mean, understandable, I think, isn't it? Like, yeah, I mean, yeah. when you used to work in the cinema, uh, you know how much people, you know how how much it used to be a big part of people's lives. Obviously, mm-hmm. obviously, everybody's lives is up in upheaval now. So, I mean, it's understandable that these businesses have to take measures. But you know, what what's your kind of thoughts? What's your general thoughts on it closing? Um, because I think a lot of it was kind of it was they were kind of waiting waiting almost for the for the Bond film, which then got postponed. Mm-hmm. I yeah. think it's been the kind of that was the kind of pinnacle. It was going to be a new big film, and and folk would flock back, but um, obviously that got postponed again. So um, yeah, it's understandable. It's um, you know it's there's what there's no new films coming out. Yeah, um, it's just it's one of these things, and it's it's a means to an end. It means that they can still hopefully survive um, because there's no a lot of business and stuff going out of business at the moment. So um, it means to an end, and um, I'm sure they'll return relatively soon. Yeah, well, let's hope so. Um, looks like five thousand five hundred jobs at risk um, across the UK. Yeah. Anyway, Grace, what's your thoughts just generally on? The closure. I think it's just quite like a catch twenty two situation because it's like you're saying, it's you know it's simply because there's films keep postponing because mm-hmm. people aren't going to cinema, but because films keep postponing. Yeah. But I saw I was reading the Cine World thing, and this kind of hadn't really crossed my mind. But they were saying there's they've not been contacted and told that there's been any cases as a result of going to the cinema. Right, yeah. So, yeah. like, I thought that was quite interesting because I think actually, yeah, it's probably one of the safest activities you could do. You think so? Yeah, because everything yeah. can be really easily moderated. Yeah, able exactly. to distance the cinemas pretty like fairly easy. I went to go see something mm-hmm. like the day I think it was me and Truff went to see Tenet the day it opened, yeah. uh, the Odin, and we were literally I think no, we were one of uh, two groups of people that were in there. So two groups of two, so four folk in total. Uh, and we that... were sitting obviously nowhere near them so I mean I get mm-hmm. that there's obviously 
a price to keep a business open and yeah. if you're not getting any custom then you're sort of struggling because obviously yeah. you know especially something like a cinema which is well I'm sure we'll have quite a high electricity bill uh, <laughs> to keep yep. all the lights and all that up you know um, so I do understand it but yeah. I do think like there might there might have been other ways around it maybe trying to I don't know getting the rights to film to, to show old films again and things like yeah, that I know, they, I know they had started yeah. doing that with like you know if Harry Potter and stuff maybe came out again or something like that I don't really remember what exactly happened but there was loads of talk of them uh, re-releasing like old films and I, I get that that's maybe not what everyone wants but at the same time people still do enjoy going to cinema so it might have been a, a, a way around it even it slightly. is hard though because Tenet literally is the only big film that I can think of that went ahead yeah. and got shown and everything else is just getting postponed which I do understand because if you were a filmmaker you would want your film to be seen absolutely as by as many people as possible, like to have yeah. the normal circumstances. But again, it is it's just a cycle. If you don't release your films, people won't go to the cinema. Like <laughs> exactly, then, yeah, exactly. It's just a constant, <laughs> as you said, cycle. And I think um, I don't actually know how how well tenants actually performing. Um, yeah, because I don't. I've heard. I was listening to a podcast. It might be a bit out of date, but they were saying in America it hadn't came out yet. And it had already at that point came out in the UK, so... Yeah, I mean, I, I loved Tenet and I thought, like, if it, if it was any other circumstances and the film had come out in regular circumstances amongst all the hype, it would have definitely thrived. But I think, yeah. uh, I don't know if it's performing quite as well purely because of that. Um, Sweeney, oh, Sweeney, Truff just um, sent me news just in, actually. This is like, <laughs> this is like the wee voice in my ear. Um, um, <laughs> MGM and Lena Waith, whoever that is, uh, are teaming up for a Sammy Davis Jr. biopic. That's that's pretty class. Nice. That sounds great, actually. Eh? Aye, Sweeney, I knew you'd like that one. Uh, uh-huh. Big Rat Pack fan, Sweeney. Um, aye, what's your thoughts? That'd be, I mean, out of all the out of all the members of Rat Pack, Sammy Davis Jr. is definitely one that you would be interested in, surely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, any member of the Rat Pack? By biopics seem to be all the rage these days, I think. And you can see why, the kind of quality that's coming out has been fantastic. Yeah. The kind of quality of films that are coming out. Um, obviously, there's been, I think the very kind of first major one I'd probably say was Streeter Compton, but it's kind of been followed by likes of Bohemian Rhapsody and Rocketman. Rocket yeah, Rocketman is been, absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Which, have, which have been great. So. Funny, because uh, obviously he was still alive. When I was getting made, and I, I definitely think it's more interesting when someone is gone, and you can kind of be a bit more honest. Whereas I think it kind of pampered a wee bit. <laughs> yeah, I think I think uh, he had a lot of say. Yeah. And and the film, which is obviously it's kind of it was it was obviously very biased, but yeah. um, no. it obviously influences the way um, the film eventually is, is shown. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, kind of the biopics, as I said. Uh, Seem to be seem to be all the rage, so no. Grace, what were your thoughts? Are you a rap pack fan? Um I'm a Sammy Davis Jr. fan even. <laughs> <laughs> kind of know the name, do you know what I mean? <laughs> I'm sure I'll know more about it when the film comes out. Well exactly, you might need to go see the film then and find out then if you're not exactly. really that sure. Um <laughs> what was the other bit of news actually I had? Um so that did you just watch the free guy trailer as well? Yeah. I didn't did you? Yeah, what about that? I mean, I'm just going to leave that open because I mean, I have nothing, nothing else to add to that apart from that. I, I thought it looked pretty interesting. I like yeah. Ryan Reynolds and an interested. Grace, what's your thoughts? See, when I was wa- I watched it once and I was like, that kind of reminds me of something, 
Mm-hmm. But I can't quite put my finger on it. And then I realised, obviously I have to wait till I see the film, but just from the trailer, it gave me really big like Truman Show vibes. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. I think it took me ages yeah. to get that, which Definitely. maybe is an obvious thing. So I would be, I'm really curious to see it, to see... Is it just a video game? A version? video game Truman version. <laughs> yeah. yeah, basically. Yeah, I, I thought that as well straight away. I was uh-huh. like, yes, this is like Truman Show. I kind of, kind of not think it now, and then that's why as soon as you said that, I was like, yes. And um, in all honesty, I think the big appeal will be uh, Jodie Comer. Yeah. I think she'll bring in a big crowd. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Sweeney, what's your thoughts on it? I'm just very excited for for Milton Howery coming in, the guy out uh, get out. He played. He was oh, like yeah. a supporting role. Yeah, he's yeah. like the kind of. He's playing. He, he always seems to play like the same role in, in the film, but he's like <laughs> the supporting role. Pal. In that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, nah, he looked, yeah, he it was good, good to see him in it. Uh, I, I find him dead funny, but yeah, same um, as I said, it's um, Ryan Reynolds. I think he's probably one of the the few actors that can probably pull off that kind of film because it's quite seems quite quirky anyway. Yeah, yeah it's, um, a very it's a very niche film, but um, wait and see what the actual films like. But just from the trailer, it looks good. Yeah. yeah. I think I'm curious. Good. I think it looks interested, and I, th- I think um, I don't know. Although the Truman Show has been done, and we obviously referenced it, it might have slight um, similarities to it. But at the same time, it's not really a well explored topic, uh, or, or not a well explored um, plot with like somebody being sort of trapped in like a game or something like that. So it's yeah. um, you know, I'm definitely interested in that side of things. Um, Another news as well, we've got um, the movie Soul which I have yet to see the trailer for, actually, but um, it was originally meant to be being uh, released in cinemas, and like a lot of other things, it's been taken out of uh, cinemas. Uh, but it is moving, luckily, to Disney+. Plus, um, and as Truff was so rightly lecturing us before the show, um, <laughs> Disney has moved its its team around basically to try and prioritise its streaming services ahead of obviously filmmaking and production um, which is an interesting thing as well but Soul um, I believe it's about jazz music so I'm I mean it sounds class to me a cartoon about jazz music um, but don't know how much you guys know about it so Sweeney do you know much about it and are you interested to see it? Um, I've not seen any trailers or anything at all just know that I think it's is it Jamie Foxx and Tina Fey yeah. yes Yes. Um, I've I've not seen the the trailer, uh, if it's out yet. Um, so uh, what I'll do is I'll maybe just give that a watch after, and see what it's like. But yeah. sounds interesting. Um, and to do with jazz, I'm the same as you. It's, uh, sounds good to me. So sounds pretty good. Yeah, Grace, what about you, a jazz fan? Yeah. You're interested uh, in that? I watched the trailer. It did look quite good. It ga- it definitely feels like a Pixar film. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. I definitely obviously it is a Pixar film. <laughs> and I've seen quite a few. I saw a review for it that got five stars. And then a couple of tweets saying, because obviously it's not out yet, so that's from like critics and stuff, mm-hmm. saying that it is really good. So I think it'll be a kind of typical Pixar, a wee bit emotional, Definitely. life lessons yeah. learned. Yeah. That's what it looked like from the trailer, but it looked good. Yeah, uh, I mean, we just done a show recently on um, Inside Out, and yeah. you know we obviously spoke at length about Pixar's ability to take a Disney sort of. Uh, I don't know, a light-hearted story, but really give it um, real character and real depth, yeah. uh, like you said there, Grace. So I'm sure Soul will have uh, loads of emotional all emotional ties to it as well. Uh, so yeah, the, no, I'm looking forward to it. From the trailer, it did look like parts of it could, like definitely quite similar to Inside Out, but again, who knows until you actually see the film. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I'm just going to wrap it up there. Uh, I hate ending shows, so <laughs> you need to just bear with me while I absolutely bundle of my words for the next five, ten minutes or something. Uh, but no, um, Conjuring was a big thumb down for us, really, uh, in the grand scheme of things. I thought it was going to be a lot better. I, I don't mind it, but uh, Sweeney and Grace have sort of talked me down, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> and, then, and then we ended up being like, ah, at 40 minutes, this, uh, this is a bit shit, isn't it? The Conjuring. <laughs> uh, just horror in general. So um, I suppose we are on the camp that just hate Halloween and are not <laughs> Halloween fans. I don't know, Grace. Am I am I painting you with the wrong brush here, or do you quite like Halloween normally? Uh, Just not horror films. <laughs> I like it, but horror films just too predictable. Too predictable. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair, fair. Uh, Sweeney, what about you? <laughs> I'm not seeing you. Not seeing you dressed up for a while, mind you. But, uh, no, but for I, am, I am not a. I am not a, a Halloween fan at all. Yeah, you hate I, it, don't you? I just don't like it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's same same with you guys. Like, kind of genre film, just it's not my cup of tea. Um, as I say, I'm more kind of. I think it was actually Grace maybe mentioned at the start of the call about kind of psychological thrillers and stuff like that. It's kind of more definitely better. Um, yeah, um, de- definitely, definitely better. So um, yeah, it, it was a good watch, but it's probably not yeah. one I'd, I'd watch again. So. Yeah, definitely. I mean, um, uh, I'm obviously the host at FTTV, and soon you join me on there. Um, I've recently watched The Haunting of Bly Manor, which is on Netflix just now. Uh-huh. Uh, it was the sort of it's, a, it's not the second season, but it's the second season of The Haunting, which I believe is meant to be like the sort of uh, pre-title. Um, oh, and the, the first one was called The Haunting of Hill House, but. I would recommend it. I think there is more depth to it. There is more character stuff to it. And I think when it's a TV show, the pacing's just better, considering in a, a horror show, a horror film, sorry, which is like two hours long, they can obviously just try to cram in as much character development and, you know, character plot, as well as obviously throwing these demons at you. Um, when you've got a, a TV show, it's just a wee bit more, like, relaxed, like the pacing, and it's a bit easier to digest episode by episode. I think um, so. I would recommend it. I mean, you don't need to, you know, log in with me and say, "Oh yeah, Jack, I've watched this now. It's just all right, but shite." But <laughs> you know, uh, but uh, if you're looking for a recommendation, then I would say um, just to open your eyes to the horror genre. Uh, TV shows might be the way to go, and I might even, since it's Halloween month, uh, I might even do a wee crossover on FTTV as well. Maybe we could get. Hill House or whatever it's called or Blythe Manor I get them both mixed up every time and uh, we might try and get both of them on there as well anyway yeah we'll leave it there guys so thanks very much for listening um, and for you guys listening make sure to check us out on Spotify iTunes all the rest of that all that jazz ah all that jazz see who's we're talking about soul there you go <laughs> see how see how I do it it just like falls out my mouth yeah. amazing right cheers guys alright cheers bye I'm going to help.